Chapter 18 of On Virginity de Virginitate by St. Ambrose, translated by Albany J. Christie. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Four Virtues Which Make Harmony in the Virgin's Soul Think not that heathen philosophy and poetry supply us with the images which we have referred to the soul. A chariot, wings, and horses, they rather have derived their images from us, and we use our own resources, the language inspired of prophecy. Thus it is written by holy Ezekiel, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, Consider the description of these four living creatures. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, and the face of a lion on the right side, and they had the face of an ox on the left side. They four also had the face of an eagle. Ezekiel 1, 1 through 10. Here, too, we have been taught, the soul of man is described. The four living creatures are its fourfold affections, not those untrained passions figured by the four horses in course of discipline and subjugation, see chapter 15, but the affections of the matured and perfect soul. The soul, in the former state, is under probation, with heaven before it as its reward. In the latter, it is in heaven with the word of God. The four living creatures, which are also appropriate symbols of the books of the Holy Gospels, are here emblems of the purified affections. These affections, as the wise among the Greeks even have defined, are four. 1. Wisdom, or reason, exercising its natural authority wherewith man was endured at his creation. 2. Holy resentment, at the sense of wrong, like that wherewith the lion resists aggression. Christian daring and contempt of death. 3. Desire of what is good, imaged in the calf, which by due discipline grows into temperance, careless of bodily pleasures, absorbed in the contemplation of heavenly mysteries, rejoicing in the bond of sacred charity. 4. The power of discerning right from wrong, justice with its eagle eye, which, raised on its high tribunal, tries and searches all things, unselfish, careful of others' right, the bond of social union. Well does the eagle figure justice, soaring above earth, intent in its sublime elevation on the celestial mystery, it wins for its meed the glory of the resurrection. And so it is written, He maketh thee young and lusty as an eagle. Psalm 103, 5. Hence, it is plain that the holy psalmist also describes the soul as borne up by spiritual wings. And not in this place only, but again he saith, Our soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Psalm 124, 6 And elsewhere, in the Lord put I my rest. How say ye, then, to my soul, that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? Psalm 11, 1 The soul, then, is not wholly earthbound. It has its wings, and its wings impart to it freedom, Wings, however, not of material substance, but whose feathers are holy deeds arranged in seemly order, like the wing of God, under the shadow whereof 
thou shalt be our refuge especially indeed those outstretched arms upon the cross are our sheltering wings but to no less truly every act of holiness is a refreshing shadow of salvation tempering the burning of a flaming world let every christian therefore stir up the grace of god forgetting what is behind reaching forth unto those things that are before let him press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ let him forego the honours and contentions of this world otherwise the fable of icarus may be verified in him a fable indeed but truly teaching and poetic imagery that they alone who are ripe in wisdom can safely fly through this world's atmosphere while the undisciplined youth too adventurous and indulgent to his passions loses the firm compact of his wings by neglect of holy deeds and forgetful of the maxims of wisdom falls back to earth and perishes with more fearful destruction than if he had never known the way of truth and as our flight is perilous so in the chariot race of this life the passions our restive coursers threaten us with danger if however they be duly balanced the prophet shall again see in us one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures ezekiel one fifteen yea ezekiel shall see it for he is still alive he sees he is mighty and shall live in strength forever he shall see upon the earth a wheel in the middle of a wheel gliding without obstacle ezekiel one sixteen the wheel upon the earth by the living creatures is in its spiritual meaning the life of the body when brought into harmony with the soul and fashioned in uniform obedience after the evangelic precepts the wheel in the middle of this outer wheel is an inner life within the former even as we see that the life of saints is not at variance with itself the former part thereof agreeing with the latter and again the life which they shall live forever in heaven being even now begun and involved in their bodily life when this harmony is brought to pass then shall the echo of the divine voice be heard then above the firmament shall appear the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone and upon the likeness of the throne the likeness as the appearance of a man above upon it ezekiel one twenty six this man is the word the word was made flesh st john one fourteen and he is the charioteer who subdues our passions he is our ruler either according to our several conditions and deserts as a charioteer as a teacher on the mount or as a pilot but he steers no ship in which there are not apostles to sail or saint peter to fish it is no common ship which is launched out into the deep st luke five four the ship wherein christ sits and teaches the people is the church which moves in safety through the world borne onwards by the outstretched sail of the cross of christ filled by the gale of the holy spirit in this ship st peter now with hook and now with net is bid to fish o wondrous mystery he the spiritual fisherman is bid to cast the hook of holy doctrine into the sea of this world that he may take out thence the first martyr stephen bearing within him the tribute of christ for christ's martyr is the church's treasure he was the first lifted from the sea to heaven caught by peter to be a minister of the altar caught not in a net but by the hook that alone in his own blood he might be taken up to heaven in his mouth was the tribute 
when in his confession he spake of Christ. For what other treasure can be in us but the word of God? Whoso is more perfect in God's fishermen, both with hook and net, the one surrounds, the other stings. By one multitudes are encircled, by the other man by man is chosen. Would to God that I might be allowed to allow that spiritual hook, which by a rapid sting and slight wound would bring me to salvation. End of chapter 18